The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, Danny. Uh, hey, gambling. Yeah, good. Gambling has been very, very good to us because, yes. of, because we keep winning, eh? We keep winning. We missed one of our bets. We missed uh, Javi hitting a home run that game when Rizzo and Brian and, I don't know, everybody on the team hit a home run except for him, it felt like. Yeah, Rizzo Schwarber, Schwarber hit one. Yeah, Javi did not. So we missed that one. But you got the we won the, uh, the total bases for uh, Rizzo. You got it, buddy. We so crushed it. We crushed. And, uh, you know, if you want to crush like uh, Lyle and I are doing here on the Sun Rancho Show, go to mybookie.ag. They got in-game betting, props, fantasy sports wagers, something for everybody. Uh, best player perks in the sports business. And uh, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code RANTO. And create your account to claim a 50% bonus on your deposit. So you put down 100, you get 50. So you go to mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. Yeah, and guess what, Danny? You play. You win. You get paid. paid. If you never want to hear an ad like this, well, why don't you become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash sunranto you get the show early and completely ad free plus you help out the show tickets and beer baby so uh without further ado let's do a show cubby blue blood flowing through our veins sitting in the bleachers in the rain we shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Mucho Scali. I hear some holiday weekend voice in the, in there. Oh, that's you know you could you could pave a road with your voice right there. Yeah, there's a little gravel in there, buddy. There's there's been some uh, there there's been some consumption happening here in the great state of Maine. So in other words, when you tell me things like, "Oh, I totally don't drink anymore," you yeah, know, not, not 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 this weekend. Not true either. No. Um, well, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. We are we're down a man, as we have been so many times. I know this, it's been tough with the the job schedules this year, but we persist. We persist somehow, some way. Um, I believe there's only been one show that I have missed, which was when I was driving through the mountains in Colorado, and you guys just yep. kept going, and I was like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> we're like, "Well, let's do it anyway." Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I'm not set up to record, and Michael's. Well, he's Michael, so there you go. Yeah, he's got it. He's has he, something he, with the family. 
he likes pitchers that hit. So there's something completely and utterly wrong with that man. <laughs> it it is kind of strange, but I must admit that even in my heart of hearts, I'm with Michael on this. I don't want a DH just because for no other reason that I don't want a DH. <laughs> you know, like it's just it. There's some things like if I'm going to be an old school guy who doesn't like hats that go to the left, and uh, you know, this is my version of that. Says the says, says the guy that doesn't curve his brim. Well, I'm saying that's not my thing. I love the right. flat brimmed hat. What I don't right. like is a DH. So right. I'm just saying it's just a natural preference, but uh, but I'm not going to go on for two hours. If Michael was on the show, we've, we you would have already heard a three minute rant on the DH. So oh, he's doing it right now, listening in his car. Yeah, he's like, why he's, don't they bring up my point about keeping baseball weird? Hashtag. <laughs> well, why won't they say that? It's the best <laughs> line in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, but how how are you, Lyle? Uh, I'm well. Um, you know, I don't know. The the, the Cubs aren't winning yeah. a lot. The Red Sox aren't winning a lot. Actually they both are. They're both they're both in really good shape and they're both playoff teams, but Yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't a fun weekend for the Cubs, but I managed to catch the good game of it live with my niece and we were out yeah, at the it ballpark. Yeah, looked like you guys had a re- really nice time. First she's day as a bleacher. Be, she she's growing up to be quite the young woman. 13 I seen her in a couple of years. Jesus, she looks like a yeah, she looks like a teenager. I know. She's 13. And uh so now I guess that's the magic all her friends are getting bought Mitzford and Bar Mitzford, you know, yes. up, yep. up up in uh they live up in Highland Park and there's a a very uh large Jewish community up there. So a lot of her friends are Jewish. She'd been going to all these, you know, coming of age Giant parties and getting all the swag and the, the now they give out Bluetooth speakers and like really nice thick sweatshirts and stuff. I mean, she's scoring at all these things, and but you know, her parents aren't religious, so she gets nothing. And um, but uh, this was kind of her uh, her bar mitzvah sorts because it was her first day at the as a bleacher bub, <laughs> a, a a cub mitzvah as it were. Yeah, she had a cub mitzvah. And uh, yeah, we went uh, went out there. She got a ball that was uh, in the basket when we got there, so I assume it was hit during Cubs BP. We just what, don't know who hit it. What what are the level like like the nine gates of 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 hell in Dante's Inferno? Yeah. What are the levels of Cubsdom? Like, what are the things that you have to do? To I mean to to go in it, to go most of your life without seeing them win a World Series. Like, it's got to be one of those things, but the, the new generation of fans don't understand that now. Now this is a team that wins and is good and goes to the playoffs every year. But like the not first last thing year. you got to do is like like watch a game on WGN, which yep. is about that's to end. about to uh, end. Like like, like the- on a Sunday afternoon with, with with a parent or a grandparent. Is that like level one? Yeah, I think that's where it starts for most of us. Is uh, you know a little after school game with grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a GN, but that's yeah. that's over. It's over. Yeah, and then and then the next level of of Cubsdom is maybe like uh, I, I I don't know. Is it is it like? Uh, oh, you got to go to yeah. You got to go to Wrigley. Like you, you don't gotta even, go to yeah. you got to go to Wrigleyville and like eat at the Taco Bell or the McDonald's. Uh, gone, 
Gone. Oh, oh, yep. oh. And, and, and see Ronnie Woo Woo walk down the street with piss dripping down his leg. Almost gone. And, 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 wonder, and wonder what that guy's doing, a grown man wearing a Cubs uniform uh, that says something weird on the back of it. Woo Woo. And... And and listen to him woo and listen to him woo a no, lot. You like, can't you woo! can't you can't do that anymore either. It's oh. gone. It's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, but at least uh, anybody. Oh, that- oh wait, and then is the next level of Cubs. You you go. You not only do you go to a game, but you're wait out next to the stadium where the parking lot is and all the players are at coming out of the coming out of the locker room and you can see the players. No, they, they, going they to the cars. You can't do that anymore because they got this uh, big uh, old uh, uh, curtain uh, that they pull out across the across the street and you, yeah, they they hide from the fans now. Yeah, you can't hang out by Bill Buckner's car with his wife. Oh, so yeah, there's it's yeah. you know it's just gonna get reinvented. You know, person. it is. It is. And, it is. And let but, me bring this up early because I think it's a good it's a good segue into something I want to talk about in this show. Because yesterday at the game during the Cubs ten to two loss, uh, people boy. were doing the wave, and you know, there's you know, it's a long standing tradition of not doing the wave at Wrigley specifically there, and um, and. I, I was thinking about like I think I know the story of how the whole no wave thing started, um, and I and I believe it has to do with that San Diego Padres fans did the wave a lot, and it was kind of their thing. And then in '84, to differentiate ourselves, we're like, "Fuck the wave, we don't do that." And then from then on in, we didn't do the wave. And the main thing that people who are anti-wave scream at people trying to get the wave going is, hey, buddy, don't do the wave. And nobody kn- knows why that is. Or the or they'll be like, hey, sit down, watch the game, which I think is the main reason why you shouldn't do the wave at a baseball game because it if you're trying to watch the game, uh, the wave really is in the way of that because it doesn't matter uh, what the count is or who's on base. But the Cubs didn't have anybody on base, which is why they were doing the wave. <laughs> so... so, so- it is one of those levels of Cubsdom yelling at someone not not to do, to the, do wave the wave at yeah. a game at, at, on a it's because it's always a Sunday afternoon fair weather fan game right or it's like the Friday night game holiday that's week there, there is no Friday night game at Wrigley and that's kind of part of what makes Wrigley different you know and yeah, cut and being what? a Cubs fan it, different. It's coming. <laughs> That's, I was trying to be funny. Yeah, because they're going to ruin every tradition. Yeah, no, and and I think they will try to not ruin. Uh, Friday, Friday day games are my favorite. Oh, they're great. The businessman it's the, it's special. It's the best game of the week. Yeah, and they used to be at three oh five, which everybody kind of laments that. And the reason why is because people. I was told this the other day because they don't have enough time to get drunk before going into the ballpark. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, I guess that. Well, be- well, here's the other part of it too: is three oh five is a good start. Was a good start time because people were able, like, sneaking out of work like two hours early and showing up in the like bottom of the first. Yeah, you, you could get away with. You, yeah, yeah, but uh, but one o'clock, you know, one o'clock. That's a long like, I lunch. I can't leave work four hours early. Someone's gonna notice. Yeah, the idea is you work through lunch. Yeah, and uh, you just like snack at your desk, finish all, all the things you have to do, and then go out to the ballpark, and that's all. But Joe Madden killed that. Yeah, right. Which I mean, they were sick of playing at all different times and stuff. But no, there's um, you know, this. It, 
Every tradition will not go away. It will just be in some way co-opted, and somebody will tell it, sell a T-shirt and make a what, little scratch that says "No Wave at Wrigley." You know what? What? What level in the in the gates of Cubsdom is drinking so much beer that you puke on someone else's penis in the trough? Uh, that's level ten. I believe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That that's the top. That that's yeah. like ultimate fan. Well, n- now, now things have changed. Now, now it's like you know the level eight is uh, playing the circle game at Wrigley. Apparently, <laughs> 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 trying to hit somebody in the arm. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think uh, one of the levels has got to be um, uh, r- razzing and a, a because it's one of the few ballparks that you can uh, really be so close. Well, no, I guess that's not true. I, I, I re- let me phrase this. You can, you can heckle a player and they can hear you. Cause you are in, in many seats in Wrigley cause you are close to the action. So, um, I think heckling a player and making them laugh at your joke about them should be one of the levels of right. fandom. Yeah. Or, or, or making them like cry. Uh, then you get, then you reach the next level. No, that, then then you're in like Saintdom, like you're 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 like really you're above it. You're you're beyond the levels, God, if, and now I, you're in like some some like Cubstradamus level shit. Yeah, I would. The only player I would like to make cry is Ryan Braun. You know, just like we finally break him. He's like, I get it. I threw that guy under the bus. I lied, is, and he just break. He goes down to his knees, just bawling. Is is it be? Do you think he is like the ultimate Cubs killer, all time? Well, we've had this conversation. I th- I think the numbers bear that out. I don't know if it's an all time situation. I mean, you think can of you guys, think of anyone in your childhood or anyone else? Sure, that Albert about, yeah. Pujols. You know, and that's not my yeah. childhood, but you know, he yeah. was a big Cubs killer. I don't really recall. I would be curious to look back and see who was a Cub. I think everybody was a Cubs killer. Everybody would love to come to Chicago. If you were a uh, you know on an opposing team, because the Cubs were just bad, it, it yeah. most years, and so you know the the doormat thing was real, you know, and uh, I think people that are young today don't really realize that unless you were really clocking everything a few years back when they really tanked out. But the Cubs used to tank out and not mean to. <laughs> you know, no, they were they were trying to be a good team, and yeah. they were the worst team in baseball. Yeah, you'd be excited. You'd be like, "Hey, we're two games over five hundred in spring training," <laughs> and then, <laughs> or then maybe you'd have an April where you'd be like, "Ah, oh, we're three games out. You know, we'll be okay. You know, maybe we get something going." And then, you know, by June, it was season over. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into this show where, you know, it's it's uh, Monday morning. I don't think we're really in the mood to get all nitty gritty yet because we're, uh, you know, in holiday weekend brain. But, hey, there's a game because it is a holiday weekend this afternoon. I thought it was at night and then I looked last night and I was like, oh, shit, we got to do this show. Let everybody know what's going on with the team that I never watch, the Astros. Except for that they've been very good the last few years, so I actually do know some of their players, unlike a lot of other American League teams, um, besides the guys that used to be in the National League. But first, let me give you some announcements. Um, June 8th, I'm excited about this one, uh, but right before the Cubs-Cardinals 6 p.m. game, the Bleacher Bum Band is going to be rocking out at G-Man again. The show is free, uh, st- probably start around 3.30, so get there a little yeah, early. You, you, you learned your lesson, you're going before the game because uh, extra innings happen. 
Yeah, well, the, yeah, the last one, 15 innings, and uh, half of our crowd was still in the bleachers. So it, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it was pretty hilarious because you 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 called it on the on the show the game, right before you're like god as long as this game doesn't go into extras i'll be i'll be i'll be great great and that game was going fast i thought um, i was like oh man we better set up it's already the eighth you know i'm ready to go then it was just kept being tied (laughs) so (laughs) so uh another announcement is uh john baker day is uh august 3rd which i've already announced but uh we just got accepted very exciting we just got accepted from the Chicago Metropolitan Battered Women's Network to uh, we're gonna they're gonna be our beneficiary this year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So and we gave them money if you remember if you were around in 2017, the birth of the Shankless shirt or 16. I don't remember the yeah. first one I made, but oh, it was 16 because we made it in the middle of the year when um, the Cubs got a roll of Chapman. That was yep. our, that was our little uh, penance, I guess, if, for what it's worth. I think we raised seventy five bucks back then, but we're gonna raise. I'm hoping for ten grand. Um, so anyway, we're uh, that's who we're benefiting, and I just thought I'd make that announcement because uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it because we're kind of like up and trying to up our game this year, you know. So uh, and also uh, outside the Ivy, the new TV show I'm on on NBC Sports and on Facebook Live on NBC Sports Chicago Facebook page. Um, well, we're filming twice this week. We're on Wednesday and Friday after Cap and DeJesus. Nice. I assume, I assume they'll be there. So uh, yeah, come come watch watch. It's free to watch unless you're watching on cable. In which case, I'm costing you money. Uh, yeah, make sure make sure to post those links on the on the ranchers page too. I, I tried got, to, but I'm doing it like right while I'm on set. <laughs> you know, like yeah, but because they don't what? get the link until right before they can't schedule. If you schedule a Facebook Live, you've got to go within 15 minutes of that. So they can't schedule it till after the game's over. That's the problem. So then I will share it from there. But just so you know, it's like, you know, me and Luis, we're crunching numbers. Me and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and Michael are playing Nerf basketball. It's very important finishing up our tournament. Yeah, Sarami doesn't crunch numbers. They just live with it. Yeah, them. he just knows them. Yeah, me and me and Luis are just playing catch up. Um so the Cubs' uh, first theme trip of the year, a basketball trip. So I'm expecting them to put... Speaking, speaking of Nerf basketball. Yeah. A basketball trip means basketball-like numbers when it comes to runs. So you, all, all these, they're going to score 97 runs a game. That's what I'm saying. Do do you think Papa Joe is gonna show up for this uh, one and like come like in 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 like blackface or something awful? Oh God, he's like you said basketball. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's theme trip. They, they you know they have fun it, with this stuff. I know that the meatball is gonna be like you just lost two or three to the Reds and then you just dress <laughs> up like basketball players. It's like yeah, yeah. It, the Two things are completely unrelated. If they're having a good time and going out dressed like basketball players, my only complaint is that you know you hate that, ba- but that you hate basketball and you're not going to understand any of the uniforms. Well, I I understand some of them. I'm like, oh, Hardaway, I've heard of that guy, or you know, <laughs> Dude, uh, Hardaway hasn't played in 20 years. Well, I know, but I think somebody <laughs> had a Hardaway jersey. I could be wrong. Oh, got yeah, got it. Probably his favorite uh, guy as a kid or something, and um. I didn't see any of the pictures from it. I mean, um, I just wish I like the are, wilder ones. 
are they all are they all wearing uh you do you do um are they all wearing like bulls jerseys or are they just no. kinda, that's dangerous not to yeah i know i had the same thought hayward you start pissing other fans off yeah hayward had a bulls jersey on but everybody else kind of repped their hometown and yeah. probably the team that they actually go for. Um, but somebody was dressed like Ronald McDonald, and I couldn't figure out who it was. But that's my guy. You know, like, that's what I want more of, the random shit, you know. I mean, How did at least happen? I don't know. It's got to be a rookie. It's got to be a hazing thing. It's, or, or somebody that didn't like basketball, and they just happened to have a McDonald's costume around. Which, you know, I mean, I've been a backstage of a lot of theaters. There are random costumes around. Like, I went to the... Well, there's random costumes right behind me. I went to the Chicago Dogs game the other day. I've got two hot dog costumes within 10 feet of me. So, like, these things happen. I'm sad you're not wearing one right now. Well, my niece actually wore the one I opened home. She was dressed in it. And I had to drive her back to her. She had a soccer game yesterday. And, uh, you know, she she made we made these hilarious videos that I put up on the ranchers page of her dramatically reading Juliana's. I, I saw it <laughs> yeah. Lovely. I got one more. I'll post uh, very soon. I figured I didn't want to go too far all at once. And uh, lucky for us, Juliana Zobris just keeps on posting. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what she's it, it on Ben Zobris birthday. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Oh, man. I don't want to get too into it in the middle of a Cubs conversation, but if you're not on Instagram, it might be worth And I'm really not that much on Instagram. I've been trying to get into it for years. I don't really understand how to use it, but boy, oh, boy. You just put pictures up, Danny. Yeah, I know, but then who cares? And then um, <laughs> with no caption, well, you could have a caption, but it just it doesn't have the same sort of like human contact thing. You know, I'm just, I get confused on there. It's like, Twitter mixed with a photo album, and I'm just, I, it doesn't work for me. Anyway, uh, but it's worth following Juliana Zobris just to read the comments of everybody's opinion on her and Ben Zobris' wife, I, life. I mean, because I was looking for TFCs, and I was like, well, this whole thing is a TFC, so I can't, you know. I could just do a whole show of her Instagram posts and Kiara reading them and then read the comments. Or I'll have right. her, her siblings read the comments. <laughs> you know, like the ones about like, will you let Ben come back to the Cubs? <laughs> People say that to her. Yeah, like she's stopping them. Yeah. Or him. Yeah. Well, she, I don't know. I have my opinions about the whole thing, but anyway, join Instagram, read all that stuff. But uh, I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying hard not to have opinions about any of it. We did talk about it quite a yeah. bit on another show, making jokes. But when I thought about it after, it's not that. Funny. Yeah, it makes me feel a little icky. Uh, but uh, and it does make me feel a little icky to have Kiara wearing a hot, hot dog costume, reading Juliana's Instagram <laughs> post for all of our entertainment. But funny is funny, so like you know. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, she she insisted on wearing the hot dog costume home. And I'm like, well, what if people like look into the car? You'd be like, oh, there's some dude driving with a hot dog kid. I'm like, this <laughs> that's, shit. That's a weird fetish. <laughs> yeah, this shit gets, gets you pulled over in New York and investigated. So like, you know, yeah. I, 18 years over there and I'm kind of like a little leery of it. But in Chicago, that shit plays. Um, and everybody understands. They're like, oh, yeah. there, there's a guy yeah. with a hot dog. <laughs> there she goes. Yeah. There's the hot dog girl. So, um, yeah, so they go on this theme trip. I don't even know who is on this plane. 
you know, at least of bullpen pitchers, because it's been a busy week. The answer to not having Morrow or Strope has been Iowa frequent flyer miles, which I don't know. Maybe they actually do drive them just in case something goes wrong with a plane or you can't land. Or you, can't, you might be able to get here faster is what I'm saying from, yeah. d- from the monks. Um, but, you know, Rowan Wick recalled, then optioned. Uh, James Norwood recalled, then optioned. Mark Zagunis got optioned, and then up came Tim Collins and Dylan Maples, so they went with the extra pitcher. Not that that helped <laughs> that much. Nope. Um, so, like we said on the last show, that we just have like a bunch of guys on the team that are pitchers, and nobody really is sticking, and you're kind of hoping that somebody's going to come up, and you're like, whoa, who's this guy? Like, you know, especially somebody with electric stuff that you can kind of recognize as being different from the, some of the others, like a Dylan Maples, who was, I guess, pretty. I mean, he's. He walks people, he strikes them out. He had a decent inning on Saturday. Um, I, I don't even know if he went out there. I don't even think he went out there on Sunday, but. I don't know, like, this Iowa shuttle thing, this is just what we're going to do, I guess, huh? I mean, that's what we were doing at the end of last year. They picked up, uh, you know, guys that didn't really work out, you know, like, um, uh, uh, got... uh, That guy and that other guy and the other guy who didn't do shit. No, you know who I'm saying. He's actually been good this year with a Z. Oh, uh, I'm just drawing a blank. That guy, Z. Z. <laughs> big Z. <laughs> big you know, Z. big Z. Everybody's. I, do you want to know what name is coming into my head? Zimbrato. No, Ziegler. Brian Ziegler. Who, <laughs> right. Who is the guy who comes on uh, to talk pirates with us? I, I don't know. And you're stuck right and there. And I'm just stuck. And I'm not going to help you. I know who it is, but I'm just going to watch you suffer. It's fun. It's more fun for me. Yeah. Well, have a Kinsler. And it doesn't start with a Z. It's got a Z in the middle. I'm telling you, we're doing this. I'm usually at least five cups of coffee in when we start this show. I am only a cup and a half in, so I am just not prepared. I, th- I think I'm still drunk from last night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's eight. It's um, eight forty-three Chicago time, everybody. But we got a game. Um, but yeah, look, look, look it. I, we said it a hundred times, and I'm going to start by saying the Cubs for the most part, are playing really good baseball. This is a really good team, and they have a chance this year. And that's all you can ever hope for. You just want them to have a chance, right? So that being said, they did a wild disservice to themselves as a team and to the fan base and the organization as a whole by not addressing the bullpen. Everyone knows it, and I know we're beating the dead horse here, and I feel bad for John Lackey. He can only take so much, but... (laughs) (laughs) But... It's it's kind of getting old. It's 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 beyond frustrating. And even if it was a financial thing, there were other ways they could have done it. They well, had options. They had good young players who have since they've sent to the minors and well, and, I mean, they traded let go that they but they could have traded for something. Well, and they traded guys before their value was really there too. If you think about somebody like Tommy Lastella who has hit, I don't know, 12 home runs, 13. I don't know what he's up to, but he he has more than most of the Cubs. 
already right. as a starting player. And then you see some situation where you're kind of down an infielder because Zobrist goes. Not that Tommy – I mean, I don't know how he's doing defensively over there. I mean, he, he you know, I don't think – he was never a defensive replacement for sure. I don't, But I don't know if he's a minus defender. Um, but 12 home runs, who cares? You know, like right. he, you could be minus there over there as long as you're like parking it. But they traded him for cash, and you're kind of like, well, if you had this surplus of infielders, which they did after they signed Daniel Descalso, who's been stinking up the place, uh, you know, it's just like they've made all the wrong moves. I mean, I talked to, you know, Bleacher Tony, Tony Spangenberg out in the bleachers, and the one move, he's like, listen, GMs make mistakes all the time. Every team's GM makes them. He's like, the one I'm mad about is Brandon Morrow. It's like, you know, this is a guy with a history of injuries. They knew. They knew they better. Knew it. They knew better. This this was the new human wheelchair. Um, yeah. What was that guy's name? Brad? No. <laughs> I'm not going to catch it. Brad, Brad Anderson. Brad. Brian no. Anderson. No, Brian. but you're right with Anderson. <laughs> Brett, Brett. Brett. Brad Anderson. Brad Anderson. Ding, 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 ding. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but that guy was a total disaster, and they paid him a lot of money. So, like, you know, it's just like, and Theo, I think, has some bias towards guys that were injured because he sees it as a market efficiency uh, or inefficiency. And right. so, and 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 now, I mean, put, I mean, play it, push the button, Danny. Oh, the reg- the regression button. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's the ultimate regression. This is more of a... I don't know about robot yeah. style. <laughs> this is more yeah. of a robot style. Regression yeah. is a really powerful thing. It, well, it is. It, it's kind of the ultimate regression because you have damaged goods and people are nervous about it, and he's hoping that he wins that every time. And But Brandon Morrow just seems like the guy that everyone should have known better. I mean, God, how many games has he pitched for the Cubs? And how much have they paid him? And how long has he been here? Yeah. I mean, how long has he been here or how long has he been under, you know, in a trainer's room? Right. Sitting in a hot tub making millions. Like, dude, that's kind of the way to do it. So I have mad respect for Brandon Morrow and what he's been able to accomplish in his, in his life. <laughs> right. But, but it's uh, but he's come on. Ba- basically, he's getting paid to work out. Yeah, exactly. And I'd, still, try to- I'd still I'd still be fat, by the way, even if I was getting paid to work out. Because I'd be so lazy about it. Like, yeah, I'll come to the gym for a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm working, and, and then you got to be like, "Ooh, it's a little sore." And then, and that's what's been happening. Like, he goes out there, he throws. There's a setback, and we've had a lot of setbacks. And you know, uh, Cub fans, you know, they you automatically go to the Carrie Wood, Mark Pryor world of things, when everybody yeah. gets their hope up when they're like throwing dish rags in the outfield, <laughs> and, you know, and you're like, "Oh, here he comes," <laughs> and then you're like, "Nope." Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, and it, it was a weakness that we all identified is just like, you know, and you're going to rely on guys like C-Sheck who had experience closing before. And I think we're all fine with C-Sheck if they're like, all right, C-Sheck's the closer and everybody be good with that now. But they're throwing out guys like Brad Brock out there. It's a musical chairs out there. Our new closer, uh, Tyler Jatwood. And now he, he manages to close one down the other day and everybody's like, oh, he wait, wait, 98. Wait. What's a closer? Yeah, well, they. I don't think we have one, and they're not going to name one because they don't think it. They think that the best move, and it probably is, is a, like, let's play the matchups back there, and that's what, uh, you know, um, Benny's Joe's going to do. But it, 
I think the guys he's playing with the matchups with right now, it, it's not working out, you know, when you're when it's mostly Iowa shuttle no, guys, and I, you know, and that's I, the thing. It's mostly yeah, and, you know, Iowa you know guys. I think, I think what happens in that situation too is you just you end up using a lot more guys. Which, if they're there, you pitch them. But I think at some point you run out of arms in certain situations during weeks where you're losing using them a lot when you don't just have that guy who goes out and does his thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's no, like, by-the-book situation where you're, like, the, you know, the, here, like, let's say 2016, like, seventh-inning Rondone, eighth, it, well, or I guess seventh-inning Strope, eighth-inning Rondone, who, by the way, we're going to see with the Astros – he who's who's lighting the world on fire. He's doing great. Hector Rondon is great. Yeah. Well, the Cubs don't have many more, and we could really have used him. But you know that ship sailed a while ago. But uh, yeah, you got Rondon out there in the eighth, and then eventually Chapman. You know, so everybody got slotted back, and you had that kind of lockdown seven, eight, nine situation. Throw in a handful of very talented sixth inning guys, you know, or a seventh if you needed it, and you had starters that could take you along into games. But, you, you know, Travis Wood, uh, I'm going to draw a blank on every Mike Montgomery, you know, was on that team and on this team. So, you know, they just don't – everybody's slotted wrong. And, you know, this happens throughout a season from time to time. But this is a situation that doesn't look to change. You know, I mean, Strope will come no, back, they, but they 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 chose this. They chose to go this way, and um, you know, and I guess it's the frustrating new, to watch. Yeah, because the window offensively is open, but you know, the Cubs they've gone from having a target on their back to basically just being in the uh, and also ran with the rest of the pretty talented teams in this division including the Cincinnati Reds who have are we're now 2 and 4 against which i know pisses everybody off because the Reds were just the doormat but they're vastly improved especially from a pitching standpoint and they still have the same hitters who are now decided to show up this season against the Cubs. <laughs> so, you know, they, yeah. they got a whole lineup of guys batting 200 or under, and then they come in here and pound out 40-some-odd hits, the most that they had done since the Big Red Machine. Fact. Not Fact. Even, not even Wild. A, not even an ass stat. Um, wow. Yeah. Ass stat. It's not. But 40-some-odd, I guess, turns it into an ass stat. Because I did, I did write it down uh, in this script, but I didn't uh, scroll down to say it. Um, well, well, what was it that you said in uh, during the game, the the game log on the Ranters page? The the Reds have so many singles, they should go to a strip club. A strip club. Oh man, it's Babip Hell, and you know I did want to bring this up, uh, but I also didn't write down. But it doesn't it seem like all week long, and this is a total eyeball test sort of thing. But the seeing eye singles and bloop singles and it's the Babip and the hit them where they ain't is killing the Cubs this week. And then Jared Willis, uh, who's a writer who I follow on Twitter, uh, he wrote out he, he wrote something about um, on Twitter, not a, an, an article, but about the Cubs shift less than just about anybody else in the major leagues. So you got to wonder if, like, the whole spray chart, 
shifting thing, which Joe Madden invented, by the way, right, <laughs> is like now the new market inefficiency. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, everybody's shifting because of Joe Madden. Well, guess what? I'm not going to shift anymore. <laughs> and we don't. We don't shift all that much. And it seems like all these balls are getting right beyond the fielders. And I know that could be there's an element of bad luck, but at some point you got to wonder – if you're notice, noticing something and you're also not shifting, that you know there's something wrong with the analytics and, here, you know. And, and 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 let's be honest, shouldn't the Cubs just be in a permanent shift? I mean, if you have Javi Baez, you can play him on the left side of the field all by himself, and then you just move your third baseman over to the other side of the field. Play him up the middle. Times. Play him up the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it's. It's I don't know. It was a frustrating week in that manner because uh, the Phillies, a lot of hits too. Um, the Reds, they were popping them in there all weekend long, and uh, I don't know. It was it was just a frustrating situation uh, because they it wasn't really getting it's killed. frustrating. Yeah, because they weren't getting hit hard. So you look at like, uh, and we'll talk about it, but like a U Darvish start, you know, and or and you're kind of like, well. He was in there, and he seemed to be effective, except for that they were hitting the ball and getting hits. But not, it wasn't really. He did give up three home runs in that game, but it was. But the right. ball, but but the ball was jumping out of the park that day too. So you're kind of like, you didn't really feel like anybody was just like killing him, you know. So you're like, I could see why Joe would leave him in to try to stretch him out to, you know, take another baby step forward, um, but. You're like it wasn't good because it you know you look up at the board and you're like 14 hits <laughs> you know like a lot of traffic on the base paths and um, so I should bring up this and, and there's no word as to whether he's hurt or not but it didn't look good but uh, Chris Bryant uh, broken by Hayward yesterday out in the outfield had to come out of the game. You know, it reminded me right away of him breaking Schwarber, and it wasn't anywhere near as bad. Like, there's no, like, you know, oh, my God, he tore both his knees and he's done for the season. But, you know, anytime Bryant gets hit in the head, you know, after kind of what he's been through and having – he did have a concussion, even though they said he didn't. But he was out for a long time, so there was something going on with him, with his vision or whatever it was. And then he came back with new fancy glasses, and you know, uh, you know, they're not necessarily going to tell us everything that's going to go on with everybody, and nor should they, just for gamesmanship. But I mean, something like this has been known to put Bryant back, and he was on fire, you know. It, um, he's he's made of glass, is kind of what I'm trying it, it, to say. It, it, yeah, I mean that's the biggest um, the biggest concern is that he really is on fire and he does seem like that kind of guy who gets set back. Also, I would like to put you in uh, uh, a corner of sorts, maybe one of like uh, like Cobb's corner, because that was Dexter Fowler, you racist. Oh, Dexter Fowler heard him. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It was Fowler. I, I was it's the other black guy, you dummy. I'm sorry, um, but all right, <laughs> let's move on then. <laughs> uh, shoot, uh, no, but uh, yeah, Hayward. Actually, Fowler breaking somebody is kind of more impressive than Hayward because Hayward is much Hayward's bigger. A specimen. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a man, man. 
But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not worried about it. But I do think that Bryant I, probably I, sits for a couple days right when we don't need him to because oh, they're I mean, going to be careful with him. He's going to have yeah, to, the, right? The Astros are coming to town. and No, no, we're I going mean, there. We're going to their I mean, town. I'm sorry. I meant playing. <laughs> I didn't mean actually coming to town. I meant they're, they're about yeah, they're to play. playing the Cubs. Um, I, I do worry about Bryant in that situation because he, he – it just – it feels like little things – upset his routine a little bit um you know it's it's kind of like you know one of those guys when they're it's the thing we're talking about tomorrow i don't know how bad this guy's hurt he just might be one of those guys that if he's not 100 percent, he won't pitch you know you feel that way about you darvish a little bit sometimes oh yeah like, no you absolutely you absolutely do and and i think brian's got a little of that in him i mean i think he'll come back and he'll continue to mash but I mean, yeah, I mean, geez, did you look what Christian Yelich has been doing? He's got like 21 home runs already, but he spent time not on the injured list, but down with some uh, some uh, back spasms. So he's missed a fair yeah. amount of games. So and he comes back and mashes right away. I guess that's who he is. With Bryant, we saw him with the slow start early in the year, and then he just caught fire. Um, but I don't know. It's just yeah. it, you well, worry the, about and it. And the slow start at the beginning of the year was pretty concerning because everybody's, you know, all year and all preseason, we talk about, oh, he's healthy. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's going to have the best of his career. And then he has a slow start. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. And then people start making it, you know, excuses for him. They're like, well, he was hurt. He's coming back from an injury. I'm like, no, he said he's 100%. He's ready to go. There's no excuse. Yeah. And I, get, I think it's like if you look at somebody like Kyle Schwarber, who was hurt all through 2016, but kept his batting eye going kept working on other things that have to do with baseball. So he was able to come back and how, mash how in the you, World Series. You know, how that, do you forget about how do you forget about Dexter Fowler, Danny? He's like he was like your favorite player. Me maybe one of your five favorite Cubs all time. No, he was not. Even though you, I do own a Fowler's Howler shirt. You love him. You loved him on that team. Oh I do. I and, and you were devastated when he left for the Cardinals. Yeah, I was, but I was also uh, schadenfreudely happy when he messed up his first year. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of the Cardinals, uh, can we talk about how Pakoda, they, you know, I looked at the projections and they haven't updated the hitter since the 8th of May, which was three weeks ago almost. But uh, Pakoda still has the Cardinals winning the Central dis- despite them, like, kind of, you know, sucking an egg going 3 and 10 in the time that since they updated the hitters, but they did update the pitchers very recently. And they have the Cubs going 500 the rest of the way and coming in third place, which I think when you see series is like, you know, you blow a game to the Phillies after coming back late, you know, maybe a game, uh, you know, maybe you should take three or four there. You definitely should be taking two or three from the Reds at home, even though they've uh, you know had a decent, well, they were in last place. They've had a lot of bad luck. Six games under the Pythagoras theorem, but like, you know, regression is a powerful thing and they regress back to good against the Cubs. All of a sudden, Joey Votto can hit this year against the Cubs. So uh, you look at week, uh, weeks like this where it's a losing week. You go three and four on the week and, and, and you're like, oh, well, that's how you go 500 the rest of the way. If just you could play good teams and you go under 500. You know, and you're about to start this week playing against the best team in all of baseball, probably. Yeah, and then you got the Cardinals, who I oh man, talk about Schadenfreude! I actually put on the Cardinals broadcast last night 
uh, on the radio just so I could hear their announcer get really disappointed hearing them blow a three-run lead in the ninth and then lose <laughs> in the uh, 11th, I believe it was. Really enjoyed that. In front of a national crowd, too. Oh, so good. I had so to good. hear the hometown announcers I'd call that one. <laughs> you know, just so nice to hear the disappointment in their voices. Um, Absolutely. So, I don't know. You know, they have the Brewers coming in second. I mean, it's 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 a scenario you can see if, you know, going back to what we were just talking about, if they don't stem the bleeding in the bullpen. And I don't think – I know we're all counting on Savior Strope to come back and fix it all. But, you know, this is a guy that's had hamstring problems and who's probably trying – Oh, he's the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, I'm fine. I can go out there. I'm fine. I can go out there. And it's not been and ready. hurt again. Yeah, because it's not ready. Or it's just, you know, I mean, I'm sure they can see things on an MRI, you know, but he's going to be like, oh, no, I can play through this. I can put, you know, he's like, but it doesn't hurt me, you know, and he'll go back out there. But I just don't think Pedro Strope's enough to keep us from blowing games late. Uh, Cubs are number one in blown saves this year. And uh, I... The 11, stat. 11 blown saves this year. Out of lead, 19? Lead, out of 20 opportunities? Lead the majors. Um, I don't even know the opportunities. But they. It, let's put it this way. They have one more blown save than uh, the Washington Nationals, which has a bullpen with an ERA over seven. Oh, man. So And we, and we don't. Cubs don't. You know, but... Uh, they've st- they still managed to blow it when it counts at the end of the game. You need that lockdown dude, and we have all seen what it means when you have them. It's yeah. weird that there's just one sitting out there too to be had. Yeah, and and to kind of connect it to this, uh, I don't think Ben Zobrist is coming back. Um, there was some. Uh, there was some uh, conversation on the ranters page as to, you know, whether he should, you know, uh, you know, there's the idea of like, well, I had to go to work when I was getting divorced. And so I should have to go back and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Ben Zobrist is not us. So he gets to do whatever he wants because he has lots of money. (laughs) So if his priority is to, you know, get custody of his kids during this divorce, then he will quit baseball and he doesn't give a fuck about anything. It's very disappointing that this is going to happen, but it I don't, is disappointing, but it's very honorable that, you know, that's his priority is his kids and his family and people should be okay with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally okay totally with it. Totally understand that. And if you're not, then I tell all of you fans to go and just like, uh, let your kids be taken away and, and, don't quit, your, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You do whatever. Just wishing expect. evil things that puts you in a, one of Dante's hell infernos of Cub fandom. Wishing evil yes. things on other Cubs fans for uh, no, but I get it. I get how it's frustrating, and what's frustrating to me is that you know if he were to quit now, I don't know. I looked up all the rules. I read the whole restricted list rule. And I couldn't tell from the rule whether he is continuing to get paid or not. It could be up to the discretion of the club as to whether he's getting paid while this is happening. But if he were to quit... I I believe it is, and they're allowing him this time. That's what I would feel like, that they would still be cutting him a check. But I think they have a breaking point. It's probably now. It's probably, all right, Ben. Shit or get off the pot. What's yeah, the which then you're like, well, how much money does that free up? 
Right. You know, I mean, it's prorated. They've already paid him what they've paid him. But, you know, you'd figure that, you know, let's say $8 million could get you a year of somebody. Not of Kimbrel, but of somebody. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, uh, it's what's he ma- he was, Well, he's making $12 million, I guess, if you prorate it at this point. Yeah, you're. I don't know. You're going to get eight, seven or eight. Yeah. So, uh, or more, but you know, I'm just saying like, it seems to me that you could figure out something to do uh, with that extra money and help it out. But Ben Zobra's quitting would be great for that. I would be like, all right, Ricketts, now you got money. Now, if now, if they pocket that and the Iowa shuttle continues, then I'm kind of like, well, they obviously just don't fucking give a shit. You know, they're just going to keep raising beer prices and charging exorbitant amounts. And uh, this team's going to go 500. So just enjoy Wrigley Field and, uh, yeah, do the wave on Sundays. I don't give a fuck because <laughs> I'm not <laughs> right. going to be there. You know, I'm going to go to my Friday businessman special in the weekday games and, like, let you all have it. So, um but uh, Michael's, um, I, I, I saw uh, Dan Schmidt, a, a Cubs fan who tweets a lot. I saw him post the Cubs have blown ten of nineteen saves, a forty-seven percent save percentage. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, that's really bad. And you know, we that's, were that's that's exceptional <laughs> in the worst way. <laughs> it's hard to do. And there were a couple, like three, in the first week when everybody was bad. Except the right. offense. But Michael's not here, but I say we do a little rakes, flakes, throws, blows, anyhow. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. And it's got to be Sir Anthony Rizzo, which I'm writing him a song, so I'm going to ruin the whole thing. I wrote it last night, actually. Oh, God. What are you doing? I'm, it's, it's a cock- Haven't you learned yet? It's a cock rock anthem. And uh, uh, it, the chorus goes, And all night long. Rizzo gonna break the D. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I'm gonna get yeah, everybody I mean, in the club going up on that one. You know what I mean? Uh, but he deserved a song this week. Uh, overall, OPS near 1,500, like only nine pun- points under. Um, three home runs, 10 RBI. He took two walks. Uh, he was 14 for 28, so he batted 500, OBP of 563, slugging 929. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, Anthony Rizzo, you know, he's had the back problem. He can't sleep in Cincinnati. You know, talk about a guy that, you know, just comes back mashing after that's happening, rests his back for a little bit and just killing it. Um, I, you know, I don't think Anthony Rizzo's on the back half of his career He's uh, how old is Anthony now? He's going to be thirty this year in August. Yeah, he 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 is Danny, but that's well, okay. Well, I don't know, but what I'm saying is, I think you know the guy. He's got 14 home runs on the year. The guy, remember how he hit 30 every single year? Mm-hmm. He's going to hit more than that, mostly because of the juiced ball. But he's but he's gonna hit more home runs if he's and, got this by now. And wait if, until and the if summer that happens. I'm going to have to wear a Yankees hat in Fenway Park. Why? Because I made a bet with the with a fellow ranter. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, that was a bad move. That's like wearing a Giants hat at Dodger Stadium. 
I know. <laughs> Although I don't think the Red Sox fans are quite as murderous, but because I, I I think you go Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox as far as murderousness goes. Yeah, I think the Red Sox are even further down the list. You might have the Giants in there. Yeah, there there's there may be some fistfights in Boston, but it's less it's less murderous. Yeah, but they're not gonna bash you in the head with a brick. Right at the end of it all, they're just gonna punch you in the face and like slap your mother. Yeah, and insult her. Talk about hey, uh, I fucked your mother last night. Yeah, that spit was on worst. her shoes or something. Yeah, that was, so let me let me get into a uh, a flaker, shall I? Yeah. I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Ben Zobris for not quitting. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude, get it. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I'm totally cool with him doing what he's doing, but make a decision. No, and he didn't play that much, but I got to give this to Daniel Descalso, man. What a disappointment. You know, he kind of, I don't want to say he carried the team, but like when, when the big bashers he, weren't no, doing anything. He, yeah, he kind of did, but you know, the guy, he was, he was playing... You know, you got musical chairs out there at second base, but he was like oh, let for me ask it let, one let for twenty seven or something. Prob- he was probably single handedly responsible for I don't know, three or four of those wins early in the season. Wouldn't you say? Well, I don't know about single handedly, but like, you know, he definitely <laughs> contributed. I won't say that's why I won't go as far to say he as he carried the team, because I I think Daniel Descalso can, you know, pop out a couple wins for you, but you know, overall He's the bottom half of this lineup, and because Hayward stopped mashing too, you got Addison Russell down there. Which, despite the oh. fact that he hit a home run, he is—he's got an OPS of six fifty four this week, which you know he hasn't been around for much longer than that. And he's just—he's not doing anything. Uh, Victor Caratini, he hasn't really been out there either, but like that's not going well. So when you're you're down in the lineup, although wasn't Caratini hitting clean up the other day. I was like, what the hell? <sighs> dude has no hammock bone. Yeah, there's something wrong, dude. Yeah, but the, the bottom four of the lineup it's weird. This, and this, By the way, this is the part that concerns you when you see a team like this. You're like, they have enough to do it. Yeah, the top five but, guys, they can all do it. And then the bottom yeah. four guys, they just get out. Yeah, and, and now it feels like a team that was really great with all these like extra pieces and too much. Now it feels like none of the role players are doing it. And they got rid of some of the guys that were doing it, you know, and I've been a proponent of it, but they didn't get anything for those guys. No, they, just they got nothing. Away. Tommy Listella for cash got 12 yeah. home runs. You know, it's like, it's really frustrating, but you know, yeah, Daniel Descalso has been flaking. I mean, I, I hope he's just one of those streaky guys. And now that he, he may be, he may be now that he made the flakes list. He'll probably turn it right the fuck around and like be, you know, be Mr. Kills the Astros. But I ain't holding my breath. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope I, I, I hope he is. Yeah. But he's now batting 205 on the year. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how about we get up into some throws? Well, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I'll have to get... I'm going to take it out of the bullpen, I guess. Uh, you know, you got uh, Mike Montgomery. 
Uh, four strikeouts in 3.1 innings, gave up the two hits and no runs. Uh, you know, Brandon Kinsler actually had a, a, some good outings. So we do have some guys that are, we're supposed to be relying on every day out there, but they took uh, God. If, if, if we, if we had done this show in the late eighties, these are the kind of lines we'd be looking for, for throws. Oh yeah. I mean, these guys had good weeks, you know, even Chatwood, you know, he, he, you know, only gave up one run, but he pitched five innings. He had that heroic, uh, you know, cleaning it up for uh Hamill's bad start last Wednesday. But yeah, uh, that was great. But yeah, none of the starters were good, uh, except for I guess you could say that Jose Quintana wasn't terrible the other day, and Kyle Hendricks wasn't terrible when he went out there. But you know, they gave you know, well, I guess Quintana. They both gave up three runs, right? So it wasn't. Yeah, and let let Lester's not himself. Lester's not himself. Something off with him. Uh, you had Hamels. Well, now I guess what I'm just. You just put your lips together and. Yeah, I'm talking about blows. Um, out of the bullpen with the blows, you got to give it to C Shack. Uh, yeah, so he just so bad. yeah, you just he couldn't get anybody out and kind of blew the game. Um, kind of he did. Uh, Kyle Ryan, I've been unimpressed by, but uh, you know, just nobody's been able to. It, it, almost everybody out of the bullpen has an ERA over six. Let's just put it that way on the oh, on the brutal. week. And uh, you know, Hamels. Uh, Bad start, shortest as a Cub, only four innings. John Lester, same thing, was even worse than Hamels. So, you know, you Darvish, no, again, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, and if and it all works together. If your starters aren't going long in the game, then you're going to see more of your bullpen, and when half the bullpen is good and half the bullpen is bad, well, you're going to lose more than half the games. That's how that works, (laughs) you know. When half that, the lineup is go good, that's how you go five hundred the rest of the season yeah, without that, arms. That's yeah, and with that, and with a lineup that has half mashers and half uh, mushers, we should have done yeah. mashers and mushers. So when we got to <laughs> mushers, it went. So um, I mean, we already talked about it, but uh, you want, but I like playing the song. So uh, now it's time for the lovable loose ears. Lyle Aker with the state of the bull penis. The state of the bull penis is concerning. There are some itchy red bumps on the bull penis. We're not sure if it's going to fester or if it's some kind of disease, but everyone is quite concerned and the pee is starting to burn. Well, oh, that rhymes. Well, we are facing (laughs) uh, Carlos Martinez possibly next weekend uh, not not to give away any of Cubster Domus's uh <clears throat> predictions but uh, but yeah we uh will will be seeing Carlos Martinez just speaking of STDs that just you know do do you still do you still have so i i, I think that was a hopeful state of the bull penis <laughs> it's bad but maybe it's not as bad as we think it is do you feel that way or do you think they're just fucked the glass is half full Around the team, it looks like a 500 team the way it's constructed right now. Unfortunately, I can't totally disagree with that because we've seen we've seen this team, you know, kind of roll. But even against the Marlins, you know, it took extra innings in two of those games. They were tight games, and the Marlins are the worst team in the National League. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see it as being, you know, I, I see the glasses half full um, instead of half empty just because it's early in the year. But still, it we still only have half, <laughs> you know. Like, 
Whether half empty or half full, it's at half. That's what I'm saying, yeah. which means 500. Yeah. But, yeah, this Red Series, you lose two or three for the second time in two weeks. Um, it was 42 hits, and the most, you know, talking about the Babip gods hating us, 31 singles. 31. 30. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they had as many hits as Baskin-Robbins has flavors, which wow. has nothing to as do with singles. baseball. As many singles. Yeah. So, um, so and dude, and some, and some, some of these, some of these losses and some of these blown losses at the back end and some of the, you know, the team unable to score runs. I mean, they're big. I mean, uh, Cubs fan, Javi man on Twitter said, remember, remember when, uh, the Cubs lost the division by one game last year. Yeah, me too. Well, and now, you know, last year there were a few, just a handful of one games that I can remember. This year, I can already think of so many because of the 11 blown saves. It feels like it's just kind of a regular thing we do. And I would really love to not be the Nationals. But that seems what like what's happening, which makes sense with how teams peak because we both peaked at the same time, too. Yeah. The Nats and the Cubs because, you know, we saw them in the playoffs. Um but, yeah, the Cubs don't seem to be matching up against the Reds very well these days. Last year, it was the same thing. We got swept by them. Um, I don't know. Game one, I mean, it was one of those games that looked really good early. You know, like you brought up before, Schwarber, Bryant, Rizzo. It gets 4 nothing, but the Reds climbed back in and tied it up when Hendricks gave up the three. And then Brad Brock had a messy seventh, and the Reds end up tying it. And then uh, Wilson with the big hit um, by singling in uh, Rizzo uh, in a pinch hit at bat in the eighth. Puts the Cubs ahead, 5-4. But then Ciszek blows it, walks Votto, Suarez homers. Then a hit by pitch and Ciszek's out. Bring in James Norwood. Also walks the leadoff man, but then he got three outs. And the Cubs go down in the ninth quietly with Russell striking out, um, looking. And uh, Schwarber and Bryant, well, they did nothing. So uh, the Reds... Clerch. Well, the clerched out, and the Reds have a closer named Rysel Iglesias, and the Cubs do not have a closer, and that is the difference of this game. Period. End of story. Reds have a closer. Cubs don't. Cubs lose 6-5. That's it. Um, Game two, I mean, I had fun. Cubs won. 13th birthday present, you know. Yeah, you know. we've talked about it. It was yeah. a great day for you. One of your fi- one of your best Cubs memories ever. Yeah, wind, wind blown out. Russell, Hayward, Almora hit home runs. People I saw calling Russell the hero, I don't think that's true. He did have his best game since coming back. He went three for four. But it, Bodie is actually the guy who put the Cubs ahead. So his legend continues, though it not be a walk-off. I said that weird, like, old English style. Though it not be a walk-off, it be (laughs) the finest play of the game. And it be the most clutch play of the game. Um... Darvish, we talked about a little bit. He did go seven for this first time as a Cub, uh, but he gave up the 12 hits. Six runs charged, uh, three home runs. Um, yeah. So it wasn't good, but it was. No. And, and he said as much, which, by the way, I heard him interviewed. His English is awesome. He's doing so well because yeah, I remember. Well, good, well, at least he's doing good at something. Well, he's obviously not working on being a better pitcher on his off days. Obviously. Yeah. 
<laughs> just but man, he's just sitting there with his Rosetta Stone, just killing it. <laughs> he's crushing it. He's like, I'll get to the. I would here. like a bagel. Um, as I assume is what they say. <laughs> right. Six dollars to mow my lawn. That is too much. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Ryan came out and Maples came out, which I he did well. He had a four pitch walk in there, but uh, that's from the one smart player on the Reds who was like, "Oh, this guy doesn't hit the strike zone. I'm not going to swing at this." Right. But he was actually putting a lot of his sliders over for strikes, and he actually mostly uses slider, so that's pretty cool. If he can throw that for a strike, then maybe he could stick with the team and be an effective part. I still do have hope that. Because he has the most electric stuff that it, it's going to maybe work out, that he's going to get the experience, be up here, and work it out. I, I, It's the only hope. I mean, it's the only way it can work out, or he just continues doing this and just a disaster. Yeah, I will. It, well, it, it's already is a disaster. It can't get, I mean, it can get worse, but it, it feels like. Well, Maples, it, but he was good in this game is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, it wasn't clean, but maybe you don't expect that out of him and he shouldn't expect that out of, out of himself. Um, he he didn't come in. He, well, Kyle Ryan started this inning. There's Joe playing the matchups. Kyle Ryan took the lefty, struck him out. Then Maples, who, by the way, has yet to give up a run this year, ultimately. I mean, so, is, I mean, three... Point one innings pitched, but he struck out seven. You just, yeah, you just hope he can stay on the stay on the mound and, and pitch well, right? Well, he's walked six. Yeah. Uh, so well, the, that, that's that's the Cubs' way. Yeah, the whips at one point. Yeah, I don't even blame him. I blame Hadovy. Yep. Uh, so and you know Hadovy's probably the right guy if you're doing the Iowa shuttle because he knows them all. Um. Chatwood comes in to close it and finish it off, but uh, it wasn't easy. It was not clean. Nobody had a clean inning. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Tom Ricketts, go get a fucking closer. Yeah. Nick, what's crazy is they need more than that in the bullpen, I think. Oh, of course. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Me, 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 me thinks they need a couple of arms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Chatwood came out. He hit 98. So it's kind of what. You would think it. I mean, if Chatwood's the kind of guy, see, I don't. This is what I don't trust about it. If Chatwood's going to go out there and put it all in there in an inning and just blow everybody away like a closer's supposed to, and not like pitch like a pitcher does, you know, like three, four pitches, you're mixing it in, you're changing speeds. It's the you got to pitch one through six or seven, so you're going to approach the game differently. But uh, he's leaving it all out there in one inning on in the ninth. He throws way harder when he's doing that. And I feel like oftentimes he has less control when he's doing that. So that's my right. concern of him as closer. I, I'm, you know, it's just something I'm concerned about. Something to look at. Abs- something, to, absolutely. something to watch if Chatwood continues to close. Um, but fuck, why not? Who cares? Ricketts is out of money unless Ben Zobris decides to just quit, which is, by the way, I think one of the saddest baseball stories of all time if he does quit this way because he deserves a David Ross send-off. He does. Yeah, he does. He deserves to be hoisted on shoulders 
regardless of what happens at the end of this year? I think even if he quits, he'll come back for a game. Yeah. I I mean, to play, though? Maybe. Or to know. watch. <laughs> <laughs> and even right. then, it might be like at a Royals game. Yeah, with, he, uh, with his not relationship. Want the heat. With his relationship with Joe Madden, though, I think Joe puts him in. God, and and that is part of the restricted list, too, is that the agreement says that that player that left for reasons other than injury or uh, baseball reasons, so whether to get DFA'd, and it you know has to do with if you run in trouble with the law or have personal issues or whatever it is, um, uh, you know, that is, you have to go back to that team. You are not a free agent, right. so to speak. Even if, like, maybe even if his contract ran out, I don't know, like, he would have to, like, he's still, like, maybe some sort of... They get first shot. Yeah, first shot at him or something. I don't know. Um, so the, the great meatloaf disaster uh, of May 2019. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that was bad. And hey, you do the wave at Wrigley. That's what you get. Yeah. But I don't. Th- I, but I think it was actually the other way around. Is they were getting that, so they did the wave at Wrigley. <laughs> you know, like it was not. They were losing what seven to nothing at some point, and. Uh, you know, Q, we knew it was bad right away because Q gave up four of those 32, 31, 31 singles to start the game. Um, but only, they only got two runs in the first, so, it, you know, but he ended up giving up 12 hits and only going 5.1. Gave up five. Oh, he gave up six. Well, he gave up six runs. Five were earned. I mean, when, only when, struck when, the out te- when the team's not doing their job and, and you can't afford the beer because the prices are so high, what else are you supposed to do but the wave? You got to be entertained somehow. Yeah, I guess it was a, a women's uh, professional so- uh, uh, softball team that started it, or at least are taking credit for it. So, All right. yeah. So, if you want to yell at anybody, yell at them. Um. So Edwards came in, uh, and he's done this a couple times now. Immediately throws a wild pitch, and a runner on third scores. <sighs> so maybe. The high leverage thing isn't really the not that when you're losing already, you know, five zip or whatever, six zip, that it's high leverage. Uh, but you know, that's what happens. And then it was six zip or what, whatever it was. And then he gave up a run of his own. Tiny Tim Collins, who's back up with the team, um, he took an inning and a third, gave up a run on two hits. And then, uh, because why not just give up? Victor Caratini pitched. <laughs> so. <laughs> And when the Reds gave up, Javi and Wilson uh, solo homered late because who the fuck cares? And they end up losing 10-2. to two. And then uh, Victor Caratini, the backup catcher, gave up a home run to the Reds' backup catcher. So I enjoyed that at least. But, you know, this shit is not entertaining at all. And it, you know, not, not a good way to end a homestand. Memorial Day hometown crowd. Yeah, not good. Not good. People not should, good at all. People should be angry. People should let it ruin their Memorial Day barbecues. <laughs> well, well, good, good, good thing they have a Patsy coming up. Oh yeah, this this will be just a uh, a cakewalk in the park. <laughs> yeah. Um, see how I did that? I put two phrases right together. Uh, does anybody cakewalk anymore? I don't know. That should be one of the new kids' dances. Like everybody walk. Cake, cake, cake walk, walk. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, I, said, I could, I could write for the kids. 
Um, yeah, Astros are in first place in the AL West. Um, they're 35 and 19, six and a half games ahead of Oakland. They've pretty much clinched the division already. Yeah, and <laughs> and they yeah, they did. And yeah, there should be a little uh at least one of the X's, uh, you know, one hash of the X's, just a slash to let yeah. let them know that they're already almost there. They, yeah, I saw that they basically have nearly a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs. They're it's pretty insane. Them. They've scored eighty nine more runs than they've given up. That's crazy. Uh, the Cubs in two thousand sixteen, however, <laughs> which this ain't the two thousand sixteen Cubs, but they beat them uh, two or three. And that's right when the Astros were arriving on the scene because they did. Same time as the Cubs. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So they beat a good team. Um, uh, Altuve uh, and Springer. Altuve has nine homers. George Springer has 17 home runs, but they're both hurt. So if and, there's and, any. And you, would, and you would think if there's an opportunity to beat this team with two of their best hitters out, you'd be good. But then you look and you're like, wow, they're still really they're good. They're still good. I know. And um, so Altuve could be back, though. And they're not saying he's on a rehab assignment. So we'll just kind of see how that goes. But I'm guessing he maybe plays one of these games. They're predicting that he will. George Springer will not. And he's but he's their best player, but their best hitter anyway. Um and he's got a, a 1.032 OPS on the season, which is just killing wow. it. Yeah. So he's not going to be there. So, But you, they also have Bregman, Correa, and Brantley, and they're all incredible. Those, and they have Those fi- guys are really good. Yeah, and they have five qualifying players with OPS over fi- 800, and four of those players over 900. And that includes, uh, by the way, Altuve and Springer. Um, but they, as far as non-qualifiers – they have nine over 800. Yeah. yeah, you know, just top to bottom, they mash. And uh, and and they got this guy in their bullpen who's so goddamn good. Yeah, Hector Rondon. And he's not even a closer. <laughs> uh, he's, I know. Hector Rondon, in 17.1 innings pitched, has a 260 earned run average. We don't have anybody like that. Yeah. The Cubs would really love to have a guy like that. Yeah, and it's I understand that you can't. It's not an apples to apples situation, but like, of course, you know. But yeah, we got we got nobody. I guess the closest. I mean, the closest you can say, to be honest, would be a Tyler Chatwood or a Brad Brock. And Chatwood has taken twenty nine innings. He started a game. Um, and Brock is at 21 innings. Uh, Kinsler's right there. They all have ERAs under three, and let's say Ciszek has been ultimately good, the ERA and, around three, but uh, and taking more innings than Rondon. But you know, that- I, I'm not. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure they have this. I'm not sure if this is an American League thing. You know, like the DH, they have this guy. They call him the clo- close closer. Is that how you say it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Roberto Roberto Osuna. What is that? The Cubs don't have one of those. No, we do don't they? have a closer. So is that an American League thing? It's maybe one of those market inefficiencies. Is like you know we don't have a closer because that's the smart thing to do, right? You know because if there's Seem, one seems that way. If there's one thing that uh, Theo doesn't know about, it's I don't know about robot style. He doesn't know about robot style or closers. Um. Yeah, Roberto Osuna, their closer, who we hopefully don't see because we're winning by a lot. 
Um, he's got a whip of point six. Is that good? It's 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 really good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets on base <laughs> with this. Really guy. good. Yeah, it's really good. So, good luck with that, Cubs. <sighs> um, uh, offensively, to so com- it's an, it's an, it, it, it's it's an eight inning game. Could be. I mean, it depends what you do. Yep. I I do. Uh, when we get to the games, you'll see that there's hope for this three game series. I could see ways we win. Okay. Um. The but the the bad news is uh the uh, the OPS wise the Astros as a team are second in the majors, but the Cubs are third. They're thirty points higher, which is significant. Um, they hit nine more homers, uh, but we both hit homers. Uh, third and fifth in the majors in that category. The Cubs walk more. We're second in the league in walks. Uh, they're sixth, though, so get ready, Astros, because uh, we love walking them. Um, Astros don't strike out. Um, they have the second fewest strikeouts in the majors. Cubs are right in the middle of the road, totally average in that category. Neither team steals bases that much. Um but the Astros have scored 47 more runs than the Cubs. Wow. Fifth. Juggernaut. But it's fifth to ninth in the majors. So that's, you know, we're still all in the top third. Uh, Pitching-wise, the Houston Astros have the second-best team ERA as well at 339. The Cubs are almost half a run higher, and they're seventh in the majors. Um, The Astros are number one in whip. 1.05. 1.05. The Cubs are 19th. Ugh. Woof. Woof. Houston's bullpen is better by a run, a full run. A full run. Yeah, second in the majors as well. That's because of that thing they have. Uh, a, a, oh, a, 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 what's it? I forget again. Clo- clo- closer? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Cubs are 10th. Which, can you imagine if it was worse? <laughs> How would we feel? Because <laughs> there's uh, 20 teams that it's worse for. Um, they've given up a few more homers than the Cubs, but both teams are in the top third in the majors. Uh, the Cubs are fourth worst in walks. Astros are third best. So don't expect to be walking too much against this staff. And they lead the majors in striking out. And the Cubs, well, you know, they're maver- average in striking out, but I think when the Cubs face strikeout pitchers, we've often, I mean, like against the Reds, they just, they, they won pizza for everybody in Cincinnati in every single game by striking out over 11 times. So wow. you go to a team who really strikes out, guys, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. So I hope the Cubs have a good game plan. It's tough to have a good game plan against a team you haven't faced since 2016. Yeah, no, you you just got to go out there and do your thing and 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 hope for the best. <laughs> this, that's what this. I'm gonna make that's it. That's it. that's the T-shirt of the year, right? Let's hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's all you can do. Yeah, just make it. We'll make it blue. It'll look like one of those obvious T's, you know, with to, that right to, lettering. To, to all you religious Cub fans, it's almost time to get on your knees. Yeah, shit. I'll take anything these days. Um, defensively. The Cubs are third in errors. They kicked it around a little bit against the Reds. Uh, you, you know, some lazy play. You know, guys. Yeah, everybody extra still bases. wants to blame that one six error game, but they, it's 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 not been pretty all year. Well, yeah, because they haven't. Uh, regression is a powerful thing about it, 
really. I mean, they haven't committed six, but, you know. Right. They're kicking it around a little bit. Um, they're second. Uh, wait, sorry. They're third in errors. The Astros are fifth best, so they are not kicking it around. Um, and I did hear a little talk about this. Uh, you know, a lot of pitches uh, getting away. It's, you know, the Cubs' way to throw the ball in the dirt all the time. And the Cubs are now fourth in wild pitches. A lot of people throwing that on Wilson. I think that yeah. might be true. Um, you know, not, the Cubs don't have a lot of passed balls, but, you know. He's still got to get to most of those. Yeah, I think so. Um, and we have almost double the Astros' number of wild pitches. And, you know, when you got a lot of guys, you know, let's say, you know, Cubs walk a lot of guys. All right, so you walk a guy, then a wild pitch. The guy goes to second. Then a guy hits a single. We give up a lot of hits. Well, there's a run. So that's how it's not working out here. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. both teams allow a lot of stolen bases, um, the Astros are second worst at throwing out runners. And I'm like, well, the only guy that really runs on our team is Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> Apparently that's, you know, is he leading the team in stolen bases? I, I don't know, but I would like to know. Because <laughs> that would be wild. It might. He may be. He uh, might be. Oh, no. Jason Hayward is actually leading the team in stolen bases. But Rizzo has as many as Javi. Two. Unbelievable. Yeah. So how many does they would have? Four. Okay. We don't we don't run, uh, which I'm fine with, but you know, I had a weird idea. I, uh, I miss it. I I know it's not the way of baseball right now, but I miss it. I, I think it's exciting. I think it's really exciting. And I think if the Cubs do get on first base, uh, certain Cubs, like Anthony Rizzo, a <laughs> speed demon he is. I think you could see them running more in this uh, series. Uh, and I had a weird idea just because, you know, the Iowa shuttle is is a happening. You know, why not go with one less pitcher? You're playing American League Baseball. You got the DH, right? So mm-hmm. he, now hear me out about this. Uh, okay, I'm listening. Um, because uh, why not bring up Winton Bernard? Why not? I agree. You know, bring him up from Iowa. You know, let him put him on. I think you could win a baseball game with Winton Bernard, and you can be sure that my prediction right now, if any situation comes up it that you could use Winton Bernard, you know, I will be letting everybody know that I said it, I predicted it here, that we needed him. And they didn't do it. I didn't see him wearing a basketball jersey. Yeah, me neither. It's too bad. Yeah. Um, but he d- he's doing okay. You know, he's I don't know if he can hit major league pitching, but he can kind of hit minor league pitching. His uh OPS is like 739 or something like that. He even has a home run. So, now uh let's get to everybody's favorite stat on the Sun Ranzo show. It's time for Durr. Houston's 737 Durr ranks as best in the major leagues. Major leagues. The Cubs, after kicking it around, 
around and trying to kill Chris Bryant defensively now have the eighth worst oh, no. dirt. Is it at least over? Is it at least over seven hundred? Six, six, eight, 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 yeah, the, that that patch is called the Robo Delay. Yeah, little, that's little intense. Little little behind, and I can change the uh, the tempo on it, right? So that's pretty cool. So I could have it go cool. like dirt, 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 dirt. But that's for next week. Um, scavenger hunt. That's where we are. End of the month. This is your last shot, Houston. Houston, we have a last shot. Um, 100 Years of Wrigley Field is the DVD I'm giving away, along with a 2016 beat-up magnet schedule. But hey, and, 2016, and, best year and, of your life. And he'll steal, steal something from Kaplan and not let him know when he'll give that to you, too. Maybe his car keys or something. He does take a nap. See? Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a regular thing. And I was already told not to take pictures of Kaplan Napoli, napping because there's already enough pictures of Kaplan napping out there. <laughs> they're like they're like they're like everybody's already done this. This ship has sailed. Nobody it's is going to think funny. it's funny here that you did it because we all already did it 500 times because he does it every And game. he's totally yeah. over it. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I got a show to do. I do a morning show on the radio. Then I got to listen. This is showbiz. And actually, this is an interesting thing to to tell everybody, because when I heard about Kaplan napping, it brought me back to one of the first showbiz advice stories I ever got. Which is um, I was in choir in high school. Surprise, surprise. And a, a woman came in who had been a recent graduate. And who had joined the show choir at um, Disney World, gone to Florida. And just so you know how people who are workers at Disney World live, like nine of they live like minor league baseball players, basically. Oh, there's it's like awful. there's like nine of them with bunk beds in a two bedroom apartment. And then they go to the to the theme park. And they sweat out like eight shows from morning till night. And then they do the parade. Then they go somewhere, probably back to their crazy apartment, and they eat frozen pizzas, and they get shit-faced yeah. and do drugs, and they all fuck each other, right? Yeah, and, they, and, and by the way, there's eight people living in that two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, yeah. Nine, I said. Nine, nine are there, yeah. My place is <laughs> way nine. worse than yours. Not but, nine. <laughs> but so anyway... There's a lot. There can be. You do children's theater. There's a lot of. There's three hours every day in a van after you load the the truck. Anyway, this is the advice I got from the woman that came back to talk to tell us about how showbiz sucks, right? But she was very happy about her life. You're singing, dancing. She says you have to learn to take a nap anywhere, anywhere, and. I'll tell you where I've I've napped. I was in a children's theater production of Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Between shows, we'd have an 8 a.m. show and a 10 a.m. show. Between shows, I would sneak into the wardrobe and take naps on the coats in the wardrobe. 
So that's the way you do it. That's and so when I see Kaplan, I'm like, yep, that's showbiz, baby. So here's the scavenger hunt. That's where we were. Um, what you got to do is I want everybody to tweet out completely untrue facts about the history of the Astrodome. Oh, <laughs> which like they that. can't figure out what to do with since, you know, Hurricane Katrina and maybe leave that off the table. That was an unpleasant uh, part of the Astrodome's history and kind of ruined the Astrodome forever. Astrodome was always, they called it the eighth wonder of the world. I always found it to be a ridiculous place. In the 80s, they, well, in the beginning, they planted grass and it all died. All the grass died. And then they put AstroTurf, which made the bounce, the ball bounce crazy. How is that even legal? It's so weird. I don't know. They, 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 they were trying to get an advantage. If, but how's that an advantage? I don't know. It's, the, it's bouncy it. for everybody. They, they they knew the way it bounced. Well, hell, what, wasn't it '86 that they had that epic uh, NL? Well, it was yeah, only the NLCS yeah, back then against the Mets. Yeah. And yeah, then what? Uh, and then my, what? I forget what happened after that. The oh, Mets! Fun, fun, the fun, Mets fun, won, fun. right? Well, yeah, because they had like some crazy 15 inning game with Mike Scott as uh, the Astros. Yeah, I was just going to say, Mike Scott, he was the original John Lackey. He, he, the bodies of many small children are buried in that <laughs> in, field. In Mike Scott. Yeah. In fact, I believe that's what they use for AstroTurf. Is the, yes. Because babies are really bouncy. They are. Bouncing yeah. babies. Yeah, it's, ba- it's a thing. It's a thing. So they just- a bouncing baby boy. Where do you think that comes from? Getting yeah. baseballs off their foreheads. Off their foreheads. And because uh, and he would just eat the bodies. So that was all just heads out there. Yes. Um, yeah, he was, was the original lackey. Yeah, he really was. That is, that's. I'm going to look up and can I add that in his Wikipedia? The original baby eating John Watt lackey. Yes, John uh, wacky John lackey. Le, yeah, yeah. He was lackey before lackey could lackey. So yeah, completely untrue facts about the history of the Astrodome. Hashtag Sunranto scavenger hunt. Tag me at Sunranto. Uh, do it on Twitter or I guess you can do it on Instagram. I'm trying to use this more. I don't understand it. Maybe, yeah. I need to watch some... People like to look at pictures, and more people are on there, buddy. So just just keep at it. And this could be a good picture one, you know? So... Yeah. Um, The weather... Doesn't matter. right? 70 70 degrees. Yeah, always inside in the retractable roof stadium. But uh, who knows? They could have it open. It's... I don't know how hot it is in Houston. Don't care. Game one. Cole Hamels... Um, Cole versus Cole. Cole. Oh, yeah. Another one. Because it was Cole versus and then Cole versus the first guy named Cole. Last time, yes. that was the Phillies rookie guy. And Cubs won. Um, so this is another Cole so versus good, so Cole. So good sign. Good sign. Now, Cole didn't have a great outing last time, but he is 4-0. Oh. Uh, he's got a 338 average. I like his chances. And, I, he may implode this year. I don't think it's yet. I don't think it's yet either. Um, I think you'll have. I think you'll see games like this. Mama said there'll be games like this. and uh, But Mrs. Garrett Cole, we've seen a lot because he used to be a pirate. He's not great. He's four and five. What, what, when, great when, you used to be, when you used to be a pirate, what, how do you un- become unpirated? Like, do you just stop wearing the patch and cut your hair short? I guess, I guess that's what you do, and then, and then uh, I guess you maybe get a get a, a job at, uh, on the docks until the union goes on strike and you're down on its lu- on your luck. It's tough. You become more of a longshoreman and yeah. less of a pirate. You didn't even get my reference. 
<laughs> Gina <laughs> works the diner all day. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got. Yeah, you. I was, I was, I was waiting for you to come in. And go so tough, <laughs> <laughs> so tough, so tough. So this game happens in a couple hours. Um, it's uh, it's on WGN, old school. So if you are a young person and never saw a game on WGN, you can join run. one of Dante's Inferno's circles. Run to your grandmother's house and yeah. watch this game with her and if she's dead well go to her grave that sucks go, go to her, her grave, grave and buy one of those mini tvs they used to have because oh, you could, yes you do they even sell those anymore that you could like I, go out there know. with your old black I, and white I, I, I handheld sometime in the 80s the only thing i wanted in the world was a watchman Oh God! I could—you'd see him in the back of those magazines, like you know the, uh, the kids Ranger Rick or whatever highlights or whatever, and you'd see him in the back about things you could, you know, if you sold enough candy bars and you got this many coupons, then you, you know, it, oh, I mean, they so used cool. to put kids to work back in the day. Like they'd be like, "Hey, you can get a little black and white TV if you only spend all summer going to your neighbor's houses trying to sell them shit." Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I just mowed lawns for five bucks a, a lawn. Yeah. You know, um, I, I love the promotions the Astros do. Oh, God. It is hey. horrendous. On they, Memorial Day. On Memorial Day. Hey, come spend more money. Buy a hat. <laughs> oh, my God. So here's what you do. You have to buy an uh, exclusive Memorial Day hat, uh, hat but it's a Which ticket. Which is probably camo. Probably, which the Cubs gave away a camo shirt yesterday, which is a ticket add-on. So you can go to the game and be like, you know what? That's a pretty nice camo hat that half the people here have. But they won't have it because nobody even knows that you could do it because, like, who the hell checks in on that ballpark anyway? But if you do check in, five people will win Dippin' Dots. (laughs) So dumb. Well, fuck. What's, What's that cost? I'm actually a little jealous. I'm, I am a Dippin' Dots fan, uh, you know, as an astronaut ice cream kid, you know, as a, fair, as a kid fair. who, you know, you know, you know what else I wanted actually equally or more than my, my, uh, watchman to go to space camp. Yes. To go to fucking space camp. <laughs> I knew it. Exactly. That's t- see, this is the stuff that people don't understand. I have known Lyle for 25 years. <laughs> I know, know bitch wants to go to space camp. camp. <laughs> Shit. I just that's wanted. Amazing. I, I can't believe you pulled that out of your ass. That's yeah, amazing. I, well, that's because. <laughs> exactly I, what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> that's because I was a fat kid. So when Space space Camp came out, when Dippin' Dots came out, pretty much, they were like, Space Camp's a huge hit. Then they had like Space Camp 2 and all these kids, all the rich kids got to go to Space Camp. Kids like us, we got to try <laughs> Dippin' Dots five years later. Yep, and we got to watch the movie about Space Because Camp. Lord knows that, you know, if, if there was like Dollar Cone Day at, at uh, Baskin Robbins 31 Flavors or, you know, the 25-cent cone at McDonald's, that's what we got to eat. Dippin' Dots were also for rich kids until, you know, one day where you decided to spend all your water park money on it. Yep, that's that's the move. Yeah, so... Uh, dipping. I I'm a sucker for dipping dots. I still will pick up some dip, but they're like eight bucks sometimes, and I'm like, I know. So I'm like, Space Camp is cheaper these days. I didn't even want to go to Space Camp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and now it's between like, well, I could get half you, a beer, well, or I could get a dipping dots. 
Depends how hot right. it is. Well, you we all we we also wanted to be on the baseball bunch. More rich kids. California rich kids. kids. You got to be born in California for that shit to get a baseball bunch. Although Johnny Bench yeah, seemed like a dick. He would have been scary as a kid, right? Yeah, he was totally a dick. Yeah. Speaking of dickhead rich people. Oh, he's, <laughs> he, he seems like a beautiful man inside. He and really out. does. Actually. He's the most handsome cop. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, the day he walked into that clubhouse, Chris Bryant just sulked in the corner. Damn it! Because he was the classically handsome one. Not my cup of tea. I'm a Hayward guy. Um, even when he's yeah. breaking people, especially when he's breaking people. Um, so <laughs> Cole, Cole, yeah, Cole Hamels only went four against Philadelphia. He gave up three runs on nine hits, but he did strike out six. So wasn't. Wasn't all bad. Cubs won that game. He faced Houston thrice last year, and he lost twice last year when he was sucky oh, with the geez. Rangers. He was well. He was bad, but he gave up five. But he went seven point one in one of the games, and another time uh, he only went like five or six. But he I didn't write it down. But he gave up zero and only one hit against them. And Texas ended up winning the game one zip. So. The Astros OPS against him is 638. And George Springer is really the only player that mashes against Cole Hamels. And right. he's gone. So that's what I said earlier in the podcast. I said we're there's a chance we're going to win one of these games. And this might be why. Except for that Garrett Cole has in the past been very good against the Cubs. Despite very giving good. up. Very good. Despite giving up six runs to the White Sox last time he pitched in Chicago, but, or no, it was in Houston actually, and he stru- in Houston, but he he struck out seven, right? Yeah, and he but he only lasted five. But the White Sox hit against him, but the Cubs do not. The Cubs have lost in yeah. 2017 is when the last time they faced him because he's been with the Astros all last year. The Cubs lost to him one to nothing twice. And that's before we made yeah. one, losing one to nothing a thing, even. Yeah. We started with Cole Hamels. We had two hits in both of those games. In, uh, and he pitched, and that's 15 total innings. So he went seven in one and eight in the other. We got two through six the other time, so it wasn't good then either. And the Cubs have a 551 OPS. Woof. Yuck. And uh, Schwarber is the only person that's halfway decent against Garrett Cole. So that's also how we lose this game. <laughs> so he's got a 4.11 ERA. Cole Hamels is handsome. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> so let's, right, you know let's, let's take a break. I, 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 and, uh, I, I think. Oh, you want, you want, to, you want to see no, something more? I got more? it. I was going to tell you, I was gonna, it's time to do a little betting corner. Let's take a break for a little Lyle's betting corner here. And I don't know, do you have the odds up at mybookie.ag for today's game that starts very shortly? Um, I did, and hold on, they're coming back up right now. Yeah, I don't see them either. Come on, mybookie.ag. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's under the interleague category. So yes, that's a whole different down. thing. So I guess that's a whole different thing at mybookie.ag. So uh, 
The, Scroll down. The Astros uh, are favored in this game considerably. Considerably minus, because minus, of what you just told us. Minus, minus 190. 190. Yeah. Uh, which means you bet on the Cubs plus 160, which I like. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Cubs plus 160, and I'm going to take under eight runs. Okay, because that's plus 100. Yes. Yeah, I can I can see that happening. Although I think you know these this both these offenses, I I wouldn't take that second bet at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Sunranto. Uh, Ranto, sorry, mybookie.ag. Um, that's Lyle's betting corner. All right, let's talk about game dose to uh, John Lester three and three with a two sixty eight. So he's no longer the uh, ERA leader. Or probably even close after that uh, horrific outing last time he went out. Um, but he's going up against a guy tomorrow who has uh, two last names. Corbin Martin, 1-1 one one with a 497. And what I'm wondering is, like, this is the second first-named Corbin that I've ever heard of besides Corbin Burnson. And I'm kind of like, who the hell of my generation? Because it's my generation that has these kids. That they name Corbin, right? Right. Our generation. Who of our generation is sitting there in high school watching L.A. Law at 9 o'clock being like, I'm going to name my kid Corbin someday. I don't know. But they obviously loved L.A. Law. Who is this person? You know what? Maybe they love the movie Major League. But he was the dickish. He was played a dick in that movie. He played a dick. He always plays a dick. Well, he seems like he probably is. So why would you name your kid a dick name? Just saying. Um, but here's the good news. It's uh, the game's at um, 7:10 and ABC. It is dollar hot dog night. If now that's a good day. Do- Cubs never have dollar hot. There's like eight bucks in there with tip. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nolan, and by the way, tip. Tip your vendors. If you that's that's another level. Go to make sure if you tip a vendor, that's the first level. You got when you go to Wrigley, then you just automatically get to the next level. You tip a vendor. Um, Nolan, if you if you, you want to go to Cubs Heaven, kids, yeah, Nolan, tip your vendors. Nolan Ryan, I found a Nolan Ryan beef commercial because I had known he went, he owns a whole beef company. Nolan Ryan got the yeah, beef. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a a legit Texan. Through and through, but I've, I I did enjoy, I found his commercials, so I'm gonna I gotta play one for you. This is a Nolan Ryan uh, beef commercial. He went in with a, re- a local restaurant, so check this out. Hello, I'm Nolan Ryan, but you probably already knew that. Seems I've gotten a bit famous, but I think I know why. It's obviously because my Nolan Ryan all natural beef is guaranteed tender and always so delicious and juicy, and it's the beef used to make Nervosky's legendary hamburgers. Hands down, the best hamburger in Southeast Texas. So get with the picture and taste the teamwork at Nebraska's today. Real food, real fun, and something for everyone. Nebraska's. Legendary hamburgers. All right, can I just say, let me go back a little bit. Used to make and it's the beef used and juicy. And it's That's the what beef I want. Radio and juicy. And juicy. And juicy. And juicy. 
delicious and juicy. All right. And it's so I'm oh, knowing right. That's oh, all right. Um, so the reason uh, I wanted to put out that I don't only I could see this and you're like, why do you keep going back to and juicy? Because right after he says and juicy, and this could have been edited better to line up with when he walks towards Navroski's with their famous hamburgers in like mom jeans, basically. But dude's butt, oh, dude's butt is a badonkadonkadonkin <laughs> in the mom yeah, well, jeans right after he says and juicy. I would have lined that <laughs> edited. I mean, it's just good. Oh. It, 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 well, you you got to think that's where all that power came from. Oh, out of that big badonkin. I mean, seven no hitters, 3,000 plus strikeouts or what was it? Four thousand. How many strikeouts did he have? Um, a million. Yeah. Oh, man. Asked that. It was yeah. a million. A million strikeouts for Nolan Ryan in his career. Never be beat. Um, you know, you know the, the, the old the old timers, when they'd go down and scout Nolan Ryan, when they saw him as a young man, they're like, man, that boy's got some haunches. They didn't say but Donkey Kong. They said <laughs> oh, the, haunch, the haunches on that son of a bitch. Yeah, especially down in Texas where he was. Because yeah. his accent is actually beautiful. Hi, really I'm Nolan Ryan. It's like he's not even he's not even his tongue touches nothing in his mouth while he speaks. <laughs> it's just like ah, you know, his tongue just waggling around because you know because he, he's got beef he, in his like, jaws. He's always he's chewing like on a, beef. Yeah, he's like a like an all nighter and a case of Budweiser away from turning into Harry Carey, though. Oh God, I love it. And he's a lifer in baseball too, and a lifer in the beef oh, world. Legend. He says, legend. "Right, yeah." I, in fact, I think he cares as much about beef as he does about baseball. There you go. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd go get one of those dollar hot dogs, and I don't even eat hot dogs that much. But um, I'd eat a Nolan Ryan. I'd eat one of Nolan Ryan's dogs. <laughs> Have um, you seen them haunches, boy? Oh, also, uh, lame is a T-shirt Tuesday, which a lot of teams do, but it's yeah. a $10 add-on. You got to buy that thing, and it's bright orange, so good luck wearing that to anywhere except for a construction site or maybe late-night biking. I don't know. It's bright orange. I don't, yeah. um, John, John last Yeah, gave up seven through four against the Phillies. The Cubs lost nine to seven. They fought back in that game hard, as they would say in Massachusetts. Um, yes, but in 2016, John Lester went seven and gave up nothing against the Astros. So that's but, the Johnny yeah, that boy I wanted to show up. That, that was three. That's three years ago. That's um, a different world. Yeah, and he and um, yeah, he's just a different Johnny. Um, Michael Brantley's seen him the most, and that's 25 times, and as a 777 OPS. Seven's a wild, so bet seven. Um, no, I don't know why. No Astro has ever homered off of John Lester in 71 oh. plate appearances. No, never happened. Is never gonna. Uh, I, I see two solo shots in the first. But here's the good luck, the good news. Uh, Corbin Martin, uh, I, the headline I read about him is when I searched for who the hell he was, uh, the first thing I saw was, See, it was a CBS sports headline that said Astros Corbin Martin charged with loss with no picture, just the CBS news thing, which makes it sound like he committed a crime, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Corbin Martin charged with loss. 
uh, doing court Thursday. Uh, no, he's a rookie making his fourth start. Uh, he also sucked against the White Sox, and he gave up four to them and only lasted 3.1. So he's gotten worse with every start that he's pitched in. But Houston managed to win the games that he started against Texas and Boston. So you, Wow. Yeah. So you lost to him somehow. Ugh. So he's had a little luck. Cubs, well, not him, but, you know, whoever came after him and the rest of the Houston incredible offense. And, and no one on the Cubs has ever seen him. Nope. So. Unless they saw him in the minors. And okay. so the, the thing is that he'll likely be out of there by the third time through. So the bullpen comes out with, uh, they got yeah. one of those pitchers that, um. The, that guy, the, um, uh, the, the finisher, the, the, the ender, c- c- the ender. Yeah, the ender. That doesn't yeah. sound right. No. Yeah, well, we'll think of it. Um, so, uh, Kyle Hendricks in game three, he's four and four with a 334, and he's going up against, and this is amazing, on the MLB app, it just says Miley. No, oh. for everybody else got first and last names on there, but not Miley. So I'm not, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure who this pitcher was. I uh, think it's Miley Cyrus. Left hand. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but I didn't know Miley Cyrus was left-handed, though. Oh. And I also didn't know that Miley Cyrus has a five and two record with a three thirty-two earned run average. Wow, you think we'd hear more about that? That seems like something that would be newsworthy. I guess she keeps the music career and the pitching career separate. And I don't watch much AL ball, so I'm I'm just guessing that in this game, uh, so, she'll come in like a wrecking ball for a party in the USA, is what I'm guessing. I, I wrote that joke it? earlier. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, this one is going to be on NBC Sports Chicago uh, and on ESPN if you're out of market, but... Um, that's why I'm going to be on TV afterwards with Outside the Ivy. This game's at 710 as well. You can also get Dippin' Dots if you're one of five lucky fans who checks in at the game. Or just buy them. Yeah. Or maybe forget the whole thing and send me and Lyle to space camp in the offseason. Oh, my God. Please do that. That would be so much fun. I don't even want to go to space camp. I just want we- to go in the weightless machine. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we're going. Yeah, because you know that's all you really wanted to do. You didn't want to go and be like, "Ooh, and you have physics at nine, and you and at no, ten a.m." Imagine us old, old fuck showing up with a bunch of kids, and they're all like learning about science, and we're just getting wasted floating for three days. <laughs> that's why they have a, They just like they have adult fantasy camp for baseball. They should have adult space camp. But I, I bet think- they do. Yeah, probably Elon Musk does something for millionaires, but we ain't that, you know. Still, it's for rich kids. We still can't afford space camp. I'm so mad. And I can't afford Dippin' Dots barely either. <laughs> Fuck. I need it's to be so fucked up. My only chance is to go to the game, already spend a bunch of money, and check in, hoping to be one of five fans. <sighs> I've got myself worked up here. The odds are not good. Oh, God. No, I'm really going to have a hard time. Well, to do that, you're going to have to buy a ticket to Houston. You can't afford that oh, either. I can't afford the ticket to Houston. And I got to be on TV at night. I got to work. Yeah, you'll never make it back. I got to work during the game, in fact. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm a lucky son of a bitch. Uh, Kyle, ho- hopefully he will be, because uh, he went six uh, last time, and he gave up three, but the Cubs blew the lead to Cincinnati. 
And here's the thing that kind of stuck out to me. He struck out nine. He's been striking out a lot of guys this year. He has. He's found something. He's found the an out pitch or something. You know, um, he's able to expand. The, I think it, the best thing he does is he expands the zone on guys. You know, uh he gets you off balance first, and then he expands zones and gets a lot of, you know, stupid swings. Um, he's still, though, fourth amongst the Cubs in strikeouts. Among, and it's all starters. Uh, Quintana has more, Hamels has more, and Darvish has the most. So, uh, But it's something that's really become a part of his game. So um, he's never faced Houston. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although uh, ex-National Leaguers Garrett Cole, who maybe you'll see pinch hit in this game because he's got two hits off of Kyle. That's, that's oh, insane. you, oh, you got to feel bad when the guy on the team who's got the most hits on you is a pitcher. Or maybe you feel good about that. Well, he doesn't have the most. He, he has the same amount of hits as a Ledmus Diaz, who I forget who he played for. I want to say the Rockies or something. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, Josh Red Dick, if I'm reading that correctly, also has two yeah. hits off of him. <laughs> Is he a dog with the red dick? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, only when excited when the owner comes home. All right. uh, nobody has more than five at-bats against Kyle, so they, I don't think they've really seen him. Um, he, and, it, 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 Josh, uh, red dicks only comes out when uh, Nolan Ryan. When Nolan Ryan's beef, beef comes out. <laughs> yeah. his badonkadonkos walking Dude, I'm going to share the video. <laughs> Because I, I, I'm going to screenshot the badonk, too, just so you see. Um, in fact, I think that would be a nice uh, fake uh, Astrodome uh, tie-in. Yeah. Fake news Astrodome thing. Actually, no. Actually, that is a fact. The shape of the roof of the uh, Astrodome is an exact replica of one of Nolan Ryan's ass, ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. When they designed it, that's what yeah. they used. <laughs> uh, no, that's an ass fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course, of course, we weren't talking about partying in the USA with uh, Miley Cyrus. It's Wade Miley, who we actually know quite a bit about. Uh, we've seen him. Uh, he gave up one through six against Boston and struck out eight last time. So he was good. And the Cubs saw him twice last year, and he beat us twice. He gave up only three and in 11 innings total pitched. Um, and here's something to piss everybody off. Um, against, uh, well, the Astros got him on a one-year deal for $4.5 million. Nobody believed. Yeah. Nobody believed in this guy. Yeah. Kinsler is making more. Yeah. I know how that... contracts work out, and it doesn't always go this way, but... You know, it just you know you're like, oh, okay. Then I guess everybody else will get all the good pitchers, and you know we just won't. Even when it seems that it could happen, this guy's given them innings in a starting role. You know, not that we need another starter. We need our starters to do better. But you know, Miley was like a swing guy kind of with uh, the Brewers, although we saw him as a starter. But I think he did pitch out of the pen too, because that's the way they run it over there. You know, um. I don't he beat know that. Cubs twice, though. Yeah, he beat us twice. Yeah. Yeah. Bryant and Almora do hit him well. Hopefully, Bryant will be back by then. I'm guessing he's not going to be there today, um, being that they're playing a day game. Um, Almora and Russell have homered off of him, but Javi, 0 for 8. Ugh. Rizzo, though, the worst of the worst, 
two for 20. He's got a walk and a strikeout, so he's just rolling over to second over and over and over again. Oh, that stinks. And also, speaking of stinking, what's what what that smell? I smell it, but I don't see it. Oh. That's because I'm wearing my invisible cloak today in honor of all the fallen soldiers. Good Memorial Day to you all. <laughs> Good Memorial Day to you, Cubster I didn't. I didn't know you knew about, you know, holidays and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I predict them. In fact... I predicted this Memorial Day just yesterday. Tomorrow uh, will be Tuesday. Yeah, okay, good job. Get on with it. This is getting silly. I, I don't understand yeah, what we're, even do here. We need to get this show out, Cubs Damas, because the uh, game's going to start soon. We want to give everybody a ch- at least enough time to listen to it if they're a Patreon supporter. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you make with the poem? Okay. No bull penis left in Joe's arsenal. The Cubs' chances of winning are marginal. After a day's rest, the Cubs play who Pakoda says is best. The road trip moves on to the... Jared Balls? That's not a team. Uh, right. Uh, uh, Gardeners? I don't think that's a team either. Yeah, I I just I'm trying to figure out the rain, the the rhyme he's trying to. Use. How about I how about uh, Arsenal uh, uh, particles? That's like a minor league team. Do they have like a couple of like a series against um, like a minor league team to see if yeah. I don't know? Yeah, that might be it. Get it together. Oh uh, come on, guys! It's the Cubs' rival, the Cardinals. Oh, oh yeah, we just try not to think about them around here. They're going to St. Louis, which is by the way where uh, I'm heading right now before. I go down to uh, see the game in Houston tonight. I'm going to make a stop at uh, at the fudge factory and uh, drop off a little fudge. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, wait, you're telling me that you go to St. Louis just to take a shit and then you keep on <laughs> keep on keeping on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, exactly I, I pretty kinda, much I, halfway. I, like I have respect for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right yeah. off the side of the carpet, huh? Why do you think it smells like it does? <laughs> All right, well, uh, I got to go because uh, I got to right. go, if you know what I mean. <laughs> See you later. I gotcha. Later. Wow. He's gross. <laughs> oh, did he get you? Oh, dude. Hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to open a window. Oh. I gotta turn on a fan. Oh God! Oh God! Uh, oh God! Uh, this Memorial oh, I Day. I was I was I was downwind from that one. Thank God. Oh, uh, this Memorial Day will be in memory of my uh, nostril hair. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I burned it. But honestly, you uh, burned it. You. I I know we have some veteran listeners out there. And, uh, you know, my hope for everybody is world peace so that we don't have to do stupid shit like fight each other. And uh, but thank you for being the person brave enough to go and fight people that uh, aren't smart enough to know that fighting is stupid. <laughs> so, well, thank you for serving folks is what Danny really is trying to say. All right. And yeah, the, yeah. TFC, Dano. Yeah. And I hope someday we get to serve each other. Pizza and and beer. 
Right. Instead of I, bullets in the face. Although some fucking people, you just want to. Yeah, I get it. I get it why people want to shoot each other in the face sometimes. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a TFC for you. Oh, I got a bunch. I have so All many. Right, I got one, and it's from Suck My Ass Addison. <laughs> I, I saw them. <laughs> I saw that that existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Addison Russell is basically Darwin Barney if Darwin Barney was a moronic, moronic abusive asshole. <laughs> How do we know he's not? Right. That's before the 24-hour news cycle really hit. Yeah, I, I, I like that because it's, it's pretty fucking right on. So I already mentioned to, that everybody, if you, if you need a TFC just to get you through, just go to Juliana Zobrist's uh, Instagram and just read through. Oh, it's so beautiful. But um, I, I did enjoy uh, this. Um, Royals fans are now getting wind that this is going on with the Zobrists right now. The divorce is happening. Then, of course, you've got a bunch of meatballs saying stuff like, she isn't that pretty and blah, blah, blah. But uh, another Royals fan uh, was replying on this thread about it uh, to a guy I've actually met who goes by Jaminy Crickets on, uh, on uh, Twitter. And uh, Yo, Yo Mahomes 816 said, Remember how she sang the national anthem and we lost? I was like, never again, bitch. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I really liked that one. Uh. Uh, so, um, and then uh, on that Instagram uh, post, s- somebody uh, said, uh, you know, about what she said, which I'm not even going to say what she said. Oh, it was uh, "Burn me down." I'll build myself right back up. BT dubs, we can and we do because we are loved. By the way, that post was edited. <laughs> wow. Uh, but uh, somebody uh, here on uh, Instagram said, uh, this is Will Gwyn 17 says, damn, feels bad, but go Cubbies. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's a lot of things like, why are you making these posts on Ben's birthday? Do you need all the attention? <laughs> she does. Yeah. You think she'd go radio silent? Well, I think people show their true colors in these moments. Yeah. You know, but, you know, crazy maybe is as crazy maybe, does. Maybe he's the one who fucked up. Uh, I don't think, no, that's not what happened. I don't, I don't think so either. All right, well, can I <laughs> can I read you uh, a little inside baseball text? None of something yeah. I heard. Uh, somebody that lives in the neighborhood. Uh, lots of chatter from the moms of Hamlin about her. She would show up to her son's games in ridiculous outfits and make a show of FaceTiming the game with Ben. And also, I heard Julian, Julianne was um, having an affair with the pastor of her and Ben's church. That's insane. Speculation. This comes from the moms at Hamlin Park, where Ben Zobra's kids play baseball, and Juliana's always there. 
So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, I didn't really mean to bring it there, but, yeah. Just, just what I'm, I'm hearing, that's what I'm hearing. And I've also, uh, I got one more on this. Um, I have been a diehard be- fan of Ben's since he won the World Series with, Kansas, with the Kansas City Royals. Stand-up guy. I also love you for your ethnicity. Whatever happened, I pray you two can work together for the sake of your three beautiful children. May God bless you and your family. And I'm your so confused. <laughs> so as I and I, she had to have meant authenticity, right? Yes. Which yes. I'm, I'm hoping that's just some kind of weird autocorrect. Yeah, I, I was like, uh, you know, <laughs> which I mean. If there's one thing you say, I mean, that's that's one way to put off. That's one way to apply the word authenticity, for sure. Is on uh, Juliana Zobrist and whose book hardcover, by the way, is uh, on sale at Amazon for nine dollars and sixty three cents, down from twenty two dollars. Um, pull it off, removing your fears and putting on confidence. Yeah, yeah. We got. I got. I. I need to buy the book, right? I mean, we just. We could just read a chapter every week. Well, I might have my niece do it. <laughs> you know, like she's already into. I mean, she put on. Well, it was her idea to do the Juliana Zobris. A couple of them that we did. She did it in a hot dog costume because she's like, I want to look like Juliana Zobris. <laughs> <laughs> Which exactly? She yeah. wears a hot dog. Costume. Yeah, and then she put on, you know, a weird belt and something over her head, and yeah, that's that's pretty much she, uh, what she, she do. She should wear the hot dog uh, costume with like a, a priest's collar, though. <sighs> Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on. I just hope everything works out. I hope Ben quits if he's going to quit so that they yeah. can get the money. And I'm really disappointed. I'm sad about the whole thing. I uh, don't mean to make light, but, you know, the, the shit is... Uh, Juliana Zobris is a trip, and she wants us to look. So we have a choice to look or not look. I know this probably sits very poorly in people's craw. But, yeah. uh, but uh, hey, this is the Sun Ranto show, you know what I mean? Like, hey. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to make a spectacle. We'll help her out. Oh, yeah. Especially at the end of the show. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because most people don't make it. This is why we make the show so long, so we could say shit at the end that everybody will miss. The diehard exactly. stick on and stay for the page six. This is page 62. <laughs> so come and on, on that- now. And on that note. On that note, a big, fine Memorial Day spagog. Spagog. How many games will the bullpen blow Before Theo gets us an arm The answer, my friend, is Ricketts wouldn't spend the answer is Ricketts wouldn't spend. Cheap ass. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.